If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, welcome into another episode of the Low Limit Cash Games podcast. This podcast is dedicated strictly and exclusively to folks who are trying to start out uh, playing the lowest stakes available to them, whether it be one two to limit your card room, maybe it be a fifty cent one dollar home game. Uh, if you're trying to get into this or become a winner at the lowest stakes, um, that's what I'm here for. Uh, also, if you've been playing for a while, maybe you've been playing one two no limit for years just for fun, and you've always been a loser, and you're like, you know what? I want to have fun and be a winner. You have arrived at the right place. Couple of notes before we get into. Uh, things you can and should control when you're playing poker. Um, Follow me on social media. That's the best way to shoot me messages and ask questions. I probably field, uh, I don't know, 30 or 40 questions a week, I would say, on average. Sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. Um, Shoot those to me on uh, social media, either Instagram, you can DM me, or Facebook Messenger, you can DM me, but you need to follow me. Uh, Low Limit Cash Games Podcast. That's number one. Number two, subscribe so you never miss an episode of the pod. And number three, uh, just a quick note um, that the podcast is brought to you by uh, my Patreon training site, which is lowlimitcashgames.com. If you want hyper-focused content that is superb and uh, not very costly, where I over-deliver and we get you winning at 1-2 or 1-3 No Limit really quickly, as quickly as possible, lowlimitcashgames.com. That link will be down in the information or description section of the podcast. You can check it out there. And also by advancedpokertraining.com. This is just an amazing tool. I've never in the history of the pod recommended anything. I do recommend this, advancedpokertraining.com slash lowlimit. And when you check out, if you will insert the discount code lowlimit, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get about a 25% discount. And if you do that and you get the email that confirms that you made your purchase and you have an account, if you'll shoot that to me on social media, I'll send you a link to a free training video that shows you how I like to use that software. It is amazing. You can get so much better, so much faster. Uh, especially if you use the two. I highly recommend the two. Lowlimitcashgames.com, uh, advancedpokertraining.com slash lowlimit. Uh, anyway, all that information is down in the uh, description or information section of this podcast. So, one of the craziest things that I see, not just see, but I've for sure been guilty of all these things myself. But as I play longer and get more years and more hours and more hundreds of hours under my belt. Um, You know, you just get better at these things. But I see other people just working themselves up into a tizzy and causing themselves all kind of problems by spending time, effort, energy on things they can't control in poker. And so this is actually going to be a two-parter. So today we're going to talk about things that you can control in poker. And then I'll be doing a part two in a separate podcast, uh, things you can't control 
in poker. And I think it's very important that you know these and you understand the importance of them. And um, it's one of the simplest ways I think you can improve, not just improve your game, just but improve your experience general in playing poker because if you are trying to be profitable, and especially if you start trying to log hours, you know, put in some serious playing time, um, the quality of the time you spend at the table is going to become important to you because if the quality time you have there is horrible, it's a miserable experience. You're just not going to keep doing it. And like it or not, you control a lot of that. So we'll jump right into it. I've uh, put a quick list down of things you can control when playing poker. And not only are these things you control, these are things you better control. You need to control them. So take notes. Stick them somewhere you can see them. Refer to them often. And do your best to move into this place in the poker realm as fast as possible. Uh, I promise you it'll be worth it. Number one is how much you study. Are you somebody who just wants to show up and play, but you're not willing to, uh, for instance, invest in lowlimitcashgames.com? Super affordable training, targeted directly to you, will help you become a winner faster. Um, basically, if somebody raises and you three-bet them in a one-two cash game just one time a month, that's the same thing as my uh, lowlimitcashgames.com. But there's tons of all kinds of resources. There's YouTube videos from recognized leaders in this. There's endless numbers of books that you can buy and read. Um, I recommend Jonathan Little's Low Limit Cash Games books. Um, I recommend Tommy Angelo's Elements of Poker. I mean, if I were going to tell you to buy three books, maybe it'd be those three. And then a fourth one maybe would be... Um, well, it eludes me now. <laughs> I can't think of the name of it. The Course. Ed Miller's The Course. Um, I mean, those four books are excellent. So if you're looking for something to study. But that's just passive reading, right? You need to put some active study in time. So that's somewhere like a tool like advancedpokertraining.com slash low limit can come in. Because all these things you read, you can actually put them into action against players that play just like the one-two players at your local card room. But you don't need real money to do it, and you can have all these options to just train one spot or train one hand or train one hand in one spot for hundreds of repetitions. It's uh, it's incredible. But how much you study and how you study and you know the amount of quality time you devote to studying is something you absolutely can control, and it will change your game. Do you choose to do it or not? It's up to you. You control it. What day and time you choose to play poker? I've actually done an episode on this. Um, you know, if you go play at noon, from noon till three on a Wednesday, those games are not going to be nearly as profitable as if you play from nine to midnight on a Friday or Saturday. You're going to have people drinking. They're out to have a good time. They're going to be splashing around. They're going to be just playing dumb. They're not going to be paying any attention to how you play most of the time. And so you can just play really solid, tight, aggressive poker. Nobody's going to know. And you're just going to make... I mean, you could easily make three or four times as much an hour playing in this Friday or Saturday night game from 9 to midnight as you can playing Wednesday afternoon from noon till 3. So what what day you play and what time of day you play is something that you 100% control. 
maybe not 100%. We have lives, you have jobs, maybe family or whatever. So, you know, you have to plan it around that. But once you move those things out of the way, whatever days you've got left available, you get to pick which ones you play. Next on the list is once you're there playing, you get to pick what table you play at. Uh, parentheses, within reason. Now, you can't just show up and go, oh, I'm playing this table. No, you'll show up, a seat will come up on the table, they'll take you to that table. Um, you'll seat yourself, buy in, um, but then you'll get up and look around. You'll see what the other tables look like. Uh, if it's your local card room, you should know who some of the fish are. You can also look at stack sizes. I mean, me, I always want to be on the table that has the largest stack size, but that's because I feel like I have an edge over most anybody in the game. And so the more money that's on the table, that's more money I can win. For you, maybe it's just a fishy thing. You know, it's not really about stack sizes yet. Maybe you're, you know, working yourself up to that point sometime. But for now, it's just, you know, that Jim Bob and Joe Bob are over on table seven and they both are passive calling stations and you know how to exploit them. And so you need to get on a transfer list to that table. Simple things that greatly determine... If you win and buy how much. Next thing in control is what you buy in for. I've done episodes of the podcast on this. Um, if you get seated at a table where there's big stacks to your left and they're not just big stacks, but they're really good players and to the, your, their left, you want to buy in for the minimum. Why do you want to? Because money flows to the left at a poker table. If you don't know this, it's just greatly important knowledge to have. As Time progresses over the course of hours and days. Uh, the money at a poker table will slowly make its way to the left. Why is that? Because you have an advantage over people to your right. And if you have advantage over people to your right, you're going to win more money from people to your right, which means it's going to shift to the left. People to your left are going to be able to exploit you more. So most of the money you lose should be to the people to your left. And so there's constant evolving of money moving around to the left. And so if you have really good, really deep stack players to your left, that's going to be super tough to play against. Buy them for the minimum. Make it very hard for them to exploit you. On the other hand, if you have really horrible players to your uh, right and they have big stacks, uh, no, buy in for the max. You want to try to win as much of their money as possible. The next thing that you absolutely control and you must control and think about it carefully is how many bullets you plan on bringing to the poker room. Are you going to bring one buy-in? Let's say you're playing a 1-2 no-limit game and you buy in for $200. Well, if you just bring $200, that's one buy-in. If you bring $400, that's two buy-ins. If you bring $600, that's three buy-ins. You know, you bring 1000 that's five buy-ins. How many buy-ins are you going to bring? And it's important because... Generally speaking, this is true of everybody. The more money you lose, the worse you will play. And I highly recommend you have a cutoff. For me, it's about three buy-ins. This is something I implemented actually this year. Last year, you know, I had an account at my poker room. And my account would have anywhere from ten dollars to $30,000 in it. And so if I went on a downswing and was losing one night and the game was juicy but I couldn't win and... Uh, maybe you don't realize you're playing bad now because you've been running bad and you you go rebuy and the next thing you know you're just you've rebought endless times and you're down a crazy amount of money. Well, you got to dig out of that hole sometime. So how much? How many 
bullets you bring to the game is entirely up to you. What cards and from what position you choose to play them is 100% up to you. Just because they deal you cards every hand doesn't mean you have to play them every hand. You get to pick what cards. You get to pick what cards you play under the gun. You get to pick what cards you're willing to play from the button, etc., etc. 100% something you control and 100% important to being a winning poker player. What bet sizes you use? going to bet too much, you're going to overbet, you're not going to bet enough, you're not going to extract enough value, you're going to spend too much money on a bluff when less money would have done. Uh, these are all decisions you make, pre-flop, flop, turn, and river, every time you're in a hand. Bet sizing. What does that go back to? Things you control. It goes back to how much you study. How much time you spend studying bet sizing is going to be reflected at the table where you absolutely have the power to choose your bet sizing. Things you control, whether you're going to fold or not. People hate folding, and it's a hard concept to understand, but you actually make money by folding. Seems weird, right? You're surrendering the pot. $1,200 in there, you got to call 500 to win. Ah, 500 up. I think I might be ahead. I don't know. It doesn't seem possible. Next thing you know, you're sticking it in and losing. You knew you were behind the whole time. Are you going to fold or are you not going to fold? That's entirely up to you. Every time that opportunity is presented to you, you make the decision. It's not anybody else. It's not never on anybody else. It's always on you. Whether you're going to tilt and whether you continue to play tilted or not. Now the first one, I grant you is a little bit of a gray area. Can you choose whether to tilt or not? I'll say this. The more you try not to tilt, the more you understand the math behind poker, the more you understand that your edge over another hand is rarely better than 6340, which is just slightly better than a coin flip, and you understand the law of, long, uh, of large numbers, and you understand that you could be on the losing end of a 6040 coin flip when you're the 60% favorite 50 times in a row, and there would be nothing unusual about that. Um, you go, oh, wow, okay, uh, no big deal. We just keep making the best decisions that we can, and um, I won't tilt over the outcome. I don't know that you ever 100% eliminate tilt, but you can for sure minimize how much tilt you have by under having the most knowledge you can about the game. And then you can also decide how much tilt affects you by what you do when you feel tilted, and what are your options? Well, one of your options is to take a break. Stand up, go for a 20 minute walk, you know, go outside, get on your phone, text somebody you care about, ask them how their day's going, uh, go down to the parking lot, make a lap, you know, whatever it takes. Uh, then obviously leaving is the other option. If you're tilted and you, you know, you're just going to be just throwing money away like it's a gift, then obviously leaving is the best option. How you act at the table and treat other people at the table is 100% something you control. What about when you raised and the guy called you with 7-4 offsuit and uh, you had ace-king and the, and the flop came king-seven-deuce, you bet and he called, turn come uh, another deuce and you bet and he called and then the river came a four and gave him trips and you only had ace-king and you bet and 
he raised you and you couldn't possibly imagine how he would have a four and you called and he shows you that he hit trip fours on the river and you fling your cards in the middle and you go, God, what an idiot. How stupid are you for playing seven four? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you choose whether to do that or not. And don't do it, man. Um, I'm trying more and more to get to the point where I just give people high fives. You go, oh man, that's awesome. And reach over and do a fist bump with them and say, that's a mate. That's awesome, man. Encourage them to play the seven four against you. Why would you want to berate somebody and curse somebody and tell somebody how stupid they are when they're doing the very thing that makes you money? And never forget when they raised you on the river, you, what did you control? Whether to fold or not, that was on you. So, how you act at the table and how you treat other people at the table. Say nice hand, even if you don't want to celebrate with them. And that's hard to do. It's something I'm working on. I'm trying to really celebrate with people who bad beat me. Like, laugh and be jovial. Stand up and go, wow, that's crazy, man. And high five them or fist bump them or something. Because it keeps the game fun. Like, you can't do anything. You lost. There's nothing you can do about that. But you can't keep this guy happy. The guy that's going to wind up giving you all of his money at some point in time. Keep him happy. Keep him having fun in the game. Let him know that you don't care. You're not bothered by it. It's just money. We're here to gamble. That should always be, you know, one of the things you present to people. Whatever. We're just here to gamble. That's what happens, man. Good job. Um, That's the extreme end. Uh, The moderate end, which you can for sure do and doesn't take that much effort other than just your willingness to do it, is to say, well, nice hand, man, and count out the chips that you owe. You know? That's it. Just just say nice hand and move on to the next one. Understand they got lucky. Understand you had them dominated. Understand that that's where your profit's going to come from. And understand that if you're playing well, you will get bad beat more than the average person because you will generally have a better hand than the other person, which means the only way they can win is to bad beat you. Finally, uh, we touched on this a little bit in the tilt or play not tilted, but the last thing you control is when you leave. When you stand up and leave the game, that's up to you. Do you set it hours? Do you set it, uh, uh, you know, how many bullets you fire, how much money you make? I don't know. That's decisions you'll have to make. I try to shoot for sessions that are six hours or less. Um, tonight, as a matter of fact, went to the poker room tonight. It was promo day. Um, I actually put a little clip of video up on the Discord channel. Um, uh, think unless you're a member of the Patreon, I don't think you can see that. I don't think it's in one of the public channels. It may be, but uh, you know, my local room on a on a Monday night normally would have four to six tables going. We had seventeen tables going. There was a seventeen. No, no, it was twenty-seven. I'm saying a lot of sevens. There was twenty-seven people on the wait list to play. The place was packed. It was jammed. Um, I got there and got a seat. I uh, got on the table with people with huge stacks. They weren't that great. I want a little bit of money. It was so loud in there, and it was chaos. And um, after a couple hours, uh, it was two or three hours, I just felt like I wasn't enjoying it. I was up $350. I'm like, uh, you know, uh, I'll take 100 and whatever, 160 or whatever it was, under $70 an hour. Uh, I'll take that and just go home. And I left, you know, and I love poker. But I'd already played Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. I'm like, yeah, let's go home. So we left early. 
big hourly profit. I'll take $350. It's not going to get rich, but that's not a bad day. But when you leave, is up to you. Is it after you've lost three buy-ins? Is that your cutoff? Is it after you've played four hours? Is that your cutoff? Um, is it when you get up, when you triple your buy-in? If any time, okay, if I ever triple my buy-in, I'm just going to leave because it's very hard to do much better than that. And so instead of doing something stupid and suffering tilt from being upstuck, upstuck is a thing, by the way. If you don't know what upstuck is, upstuck is when you were up $600 and then you lose, you know, 300 of it. And you're sitting there going, wow, five minutes ago I had $300 more than this and I was dumb and I lost it. And I could have left here up 600 Now I'm leaving here only up 300 And you're tilted and it makes you, that's being upstuck. You choose when to leave. Nobody else, I mean, unless you do something to get kicked out, uh, you you make the decision when to leave. So set some parameters. Figure out what your parameters are. What are the parameters that work best for you? And you decide when to leave, when it's maximally uh, profitable for you. And leave when you choose to leave. That's going to wrap up our list of things that you can control. I think just as important, or maybe even more important, are things you can't control. And that's going to be the subject of the next episode of the podcast. I guess we'll be scheduling that a week from now. So a week from now, it'll be things you can't control. I highly recommend that you subscribe so you don't miss it, because it's going to be really good. And if you combine these two lists together, and you adhere to them, and you become serious about them, there will be no stopping you as a poker player. You just you will just become a crusher at some point. You'll just become a crusher. Appreciate you listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Follow me on social media if you'd like to shoot me messages. It's the Lone Cash Games Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, check out the training site geared just for you. I created it just for you. Not for 5'10 players. Not for 2'5 players. Not for 25'50 players. For one two no limit or one three no limit players or fifty cent one dollar home game players, I created this training site for you to get you winning as fast as possible. Lowlimitcashgames.com. And then finally, advancedpokertraining.com. Use low limit, all one word, all lowercase when you check out over there. Uh, you'll have the ability to train and play against players just like the ones in your local one two game. You'll get better way faster and you'll save about 25% if you lose low, use a low limit. Uh, all one word, all lowercase when you check out. All those details are down in the description or information portion of this podcast, along with a link to the Discord, which I believe is still good. I have to update it every so often, but I'll make sure that I do that for you. We'll talk to you next time with things that you can't control at the Poker Room. Uh, until then, run good, play better. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.